Hey, welcome to the second episode of The Finance Bruh, a show where we have real conversations with real people about money. Today's guest on the show is someone who's working in a profession I believe is extremely undervalued. And I'm excited to speak with him today and learn from his perspective. Um, you know, performing as a mental therapist, I think that's a job that is extremely important, especially within our community. So before we get started, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself, you know, what school you went to, what chapter you from, you know, what frat you in, all of those things, talk about what you do in the business world so people can get to know you before we jump into this conversation. Yes, sir, man. First of all, I want to just thank you for, you know, inviting me on the, on the podcast. Uh, my name is D'Angelo Taylor. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm based out of Washington, D.C. I'm originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I went to undergrad at, you already know, Fayetteville, 2-6. Uh, I went to undergrad at UNC Charlotte, and um, I moved over to D.C. and went to grad school at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, where I received my master's in counseling psychology. Mm -hmm. um, then from there, you know, um, worked in the field, and I eventually started my own private practice called Soundtrack to Life, LLC. Um, you know, so just kind of backing up, man, uh, a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. You know, so definitely a uh, shout out to the brush, shout out to the fraternity. Um, also, I'm a music producer, and you know, one unique thing about how I, um, you know, practice therapy, I provide a culturally congruent approach to mental health therapy, and actually using music as one of my tools to kind of help um, eliminate some of the barriers that's um, in place where people are unable to like really communicate or talk. Mm -hmm. So we use music as a way to kind of help reach people and help them kind of discuss things that's kind of going on with them. Um, outside of that, you know. Um, you know, really have a passion for just really helping others, really helping see people grow, helping people reach their potential and seeing their potential for growth. Um, other than that, you know, right now, again, as I mentioned before, music producer and uh, yes, man, continue to keep growing this press and helping as and touch as many people's lives as I can. Bro, that's, you're doing some actually dope stuff. And I actually never really heard that perspective of utilizing music as therapy, which is funny because me and um, my, my line brother, Andre Trust, who was on another episode, mm -hmm. we use music as for our therapy like every day. So it's interesting to see that someone recognize that connection and mm -hmm. really move towards using that to help people. So that's, that's dope. Um, and I think this is definitely flow into what we're going to talk about today, which is, you know, for me as a financial coach and I help with credit repair and helping people with their finances kind of, you know, I talk to a lot of people about lifestyle things as well, almost like a life coach, but I don't call myself a life coach. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the things I see, and I actually, in my book that I wrote, you know, the in the smoker mindset, there's a, to me, there seems to be a tie between a person, the status of a person's mental health and the status of their bank account um, or their, the status of their personal finances. So I wanted to have you on there to, here to talk about, you know, how you feel that connection is tied together and kind of talk about things that, that you see that may be, you know, causes things you see that may help uh, fix them. And then we kind of just push through there. OK, not definitely. Um, you know, one thing I can I can definitely say is, you know, having poor mental health. Can, can be linked to having poor financial decisions or, or poor finances mm -hmm. and vice versa. A, a cycle that, that I typically see as well is poor finances can be linked to having poor mental health. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, with, with that being said, it's almost like, you know, it's it, both of them kind of has to be, you know, uh, you know, worked on or like really be, um, you know, aware of like kind of what's happening and, and, you know, really putting some emphasis in both of these areas as it relates to doing what's needed to do to improve your mental health as well as, making sure you're doing what's necessary for your finances. But as we, if we're talking about different things that, that affect, as, as it relates to finances affecting your mental health, it's many different things that could come into play. You know, whether it's not having enough money, maybe being in too much debt, um, maybe not having a job. And, and, and of course, you know, that could be relating to uh, finances. 
It could be even relationship stress and trying to actually, you know, do what's necessary for a relationship as it relates to finances. You know, many different things that, that kind of like comes up um, that, that can affect the person's mental health. Um, you know, a, a lot of people who are struggling with their finances, some, things, some symptoms that you might notice that a person might have anxiety, they might have depression, you know, they might, uh, you know, feel a lot of stress. Some people might have trouble sleeping, um, you know, weight loss, you know, a lot of different symptoms may come out of, um, come out of uh, having poor finances. As I mentioned, relationship difficulties, maybe social withdrawal, maybe a person doesn't feel like interacting with folks because they feel like their finances aren't in place or their money isn't right. Um, maybe they're having phys even physical illness is something that comes up. And another big thing is unhealthy coping mechanisms. I hope unhealthy coping methods. Ooh, that's going to be a big one to touch on. We have to get back to that. Definitely, definitely. So it, it's a whole lot that kind of plays a part into, you know, um, you know, I guess finances and, and mental health and, you know, how they kind of link to, you know, with each other. Wow. Okay. So since you just hit on, you know, unhealthy coping mechanisms, can you dive into mm -hmm. that a little bit more and how it ties to, you know, say a person may not necessarily have the financial picture that they would like, and they're in kind of a, you know, an unfortunate predicament. What are ways that you see that people tie to or move towards unhealthy ways to cope with the fact that their finances are in an order? Right. Um, you know what, T to be honest, sometimes people just avoid actually doing the work or avoid even looking at their finances. So they avoid even because it causes them so much distress to even think about you know, whatever the issue is, whether it's the debt that they owe, the lack of just not having money, or uh, maybe the job situation, or whatever the case is, um, a lot of people may just avoid even addressing the real issue of trying to fix their finances or fix their money. And I think that definitely, you know, can cause a person to lead into some negative coping uh, habits. One could be drinking too much, you know, trying to drink their problems away. You may, may have heard of that in many different instances where a person just try to drink their issues away, you know, could yep. be uh, abusing, right, right, could be abusing drugs or illegal drugs. Um, okay. sometimes could be gambling, you know, sometimes people might feel like, you know what, maybe if I go ahead and put it all on black right now, I can win all this money back and be able to pay all these bills. I get the money that I need. Um, so, I mean, I've seen the ways like that. I've seen it in people overeating, you know, using that as an outlet for them to kind of escape the, the reality of what's going on as it relates to their finances. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it can go all the way down to, um, a, a person self-harming, um, and then even having mm -hmm. thoughts of suicide because they don't have enough money or they don't have the money to, to take care of whatever it is that they feel like they need money for. Um, another thing that I also recognize is some people might even just go into a, into, into a maybe a start overspending, you know, okay, my finances are already messed up. I'm gonna go ahead and just keep, I'm gonna just keep spending anyways. It is what it is, man. I'm already in a hole. I might as well keep buying all the things I want. And sometimes that that's a temporary, um, that's temporary can make a person feel good when you, you know, you, you get that, you get that fulfillment from buying something you like or, you know, spending, you know, some people get that, mm -hmm. get that, um, get that high off of that. So, and not even re recognizing that they're putting themselves more in the hole or actually doing more damage by continuing to spend and overspending. So it's, it's so many different ways that, you know, people, you know, are unhealthy ways that people might cope um, when, you know, their finances are not, you know, at a place where they might not want them to be or their finances are not good. Wow. And then, so with that, I'm assuming that, you know, a lot of these things aren't just one-offs. A lot of those things are probably in combination with each other too, huh? Yeah, definitely. You might find a person doing multiple of these things. Again, a lot of it is really just avoiding the, the true nature of having to deal with whatever financial issues that's, that's, you know, present at that moment. So then we talked about, so this is something I talk about a lot. I've actually, I actually think you reposted one of my um, posts that spoke specifically about this, but the avoidance, okay. right? So I yeah. see a lot of people that, 
let's say for instance, like they want to buy a home, right? And mm. it's they want to buy a home. They're they're older in life and they don't necessarily know uh, or they didn't know what was going on, but they kind of avoided the situation as it went, right? But then one day they want to do something special, like buy their own home or purchase a car outright, and they get denied for a loan because they ignored the issue for so long. But now when they actually have something they want to do where they need their stuff to be, you know, correct or be up to date, it's not. So now they have to jump back. And a lot of times I see that people want to undo, you know, 10, 15 years of wrongdoings in a month or two. And, you know, I have to explain, you know, I actually had a way where I I talked to with the client one time and I was telling them like, hey, you know, say you were 350 pounds, but you were Mm -hmm. naturally 170, you know, and you built that weight over, you know. 10, 15 years, you, you can't mm-hmm. go to the gym and expect to see results in a month. You know what I'm saying? You, it took years for you to get to the point where you didn't be. It's going to take some time to build back up to where you need to be as well. Exactly. Um, and I think it's the same with finances. You know, if you spent, you know, years of doing the wrong things, unfortunately, sometimes it can take, you know, months or years to get back where you need to dig yourself out of that hole. But mm-hmm. I see that a lot of people that, tend to avoid or avoiding for, you know, a few reasons. One, like you said, like they just don't want to deal with the stress of having to face that issue. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, how do you feel about other things? I think another thing, really a big one is uh, pride. Mm, definitely. Definitely pride. I think pride is a, a huge one, man. You know, in a society that we live in where there's so much emphasis on having money and, you know, being able to have these things like a house, a car, ownership, and so on and so forth. You know, a lot of people might feel embarrassed. The fact that they're unable to like get those things, you know, like everyone else. So when they see everyone else around them doing that and they're unable to, you know, so I, I think that definitely plays a huge role into why people, um, you know, get to this point and then feel like, dang, yo, I, I should have this. Why don't I have this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on top of guilt from making those wrong decisions or those decisions they made in the past. And I know it's really difficult for a lot of people to just kind of accept those wrongdoings and accept, you know, that, that unhealthy past as it relates to, you know, those unhealthy financial decisions that they made. But a big part of being able to overcome and start making the progress is to, to be able to accept that, okay, I've done this. I recognize that I've done this. Let me make the decision not to do this again. And I recognize this is, the, this is where I'm at and this is the work that I have to do. Um, so a big part of that is, honest, is a person being honest with themselves. Um, which is a difficult thing for a lot of folks yes. to really sit sit down and just be honest with themselves. Yeah. Um, be, be honest with their about their finances. Be honest about the financial decisions that they've been making, and be honest about a lot of the other things that they've been doing that's been contributing to them making unhealthy financial decisions. Um, so I think that's a, a huge thing as it relates to um, a, a person really being able to um, get back on track from making a lot of you know wrong decisions or trying to get to a certain place. Um, like buying a house or buying a car when their credit might be messed up or they don't have a have the money that they they thought they should have. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a person just really being honest with themselves about these decisions and things that they've been doing. Man, so th- another thing that ties into that, which I hit on a lot, accountability, yeah. right? So that look, sounds like what you were hitting on right there is accountability, like a person's ability to, you know, wake up one day, look themselves in the mirror and say, hey, I did this. Now I have to get on track and I put myself into this. I need to dig myself out of this. But before that, I need to really sit down and look at what I have done. Because I know one thing that I try to push to people is, you know, when it comes to personal finance, the first thing you have to do is assess the situation. You can't, you don't know where you need to go or where you need to move forward to if you've never taken the time to look and evaluate where you are, right? You can't, Mm -hmm. if you look at a map and you don't know where you are, you can't say, hey, I need to go here. Cause you don't know where right. you are. You have to identify where you are first 
before you can move there. Mm-hmm. Now that's 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 big facts. That's big facts, man. So I think that really just ties into you know being honest with yourself and being able to take that that moment to just sit there and reflect on this is what I've been doing wrong. These are the things that's happened. This is where I'm at right now. Okay, now I see where I'm at. I know where I want to go. These are things I need to do to get to that get to that destination. So, do you have any tips or tricks that you have for people um, when they're in that situation and haven't necessarily taken the time to look themselves in the mirror yet? Like, do you have something that you typically work with people and say, "Hey, like, you need to start doing this so that you can eventually get to the point where you address this situation to move forward." Right, right. I mean, step one: a person has to want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the biggest thing. You got to really want to be honest with yourself. If you really want to change, it's going to take a person taking that taking that moment to be honest and be aware of the things that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, step one, it, it, the person has to be willing to and wanting to do that. Just like a person who comes into 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 my office or like, you know, I see it, you know, for therapy, they got to want to come, you know, they got to come to me and actually want to be able to, you know, get receive that help or have an open mind about, you know, what can, you know, what um, new tools or what things they can gain from coming to see me. Mm-hmm. Um, so if a person's not open-minded to actually getting the help or receiving the help, it's going to be really tough to have them sit down and be honest with themselves. Um, you know, so I think that's step one. I think another thing is too, it's to also paint the picture of if you continue to keep taking this route of, of, of not, you know, taking this moment to pause and, and, you know, be aware of what's going on, you're only going to keep digging yourself into a deeper hole. Mm-hmm. It's only going to lead to more, you know, financial issues more relationship issues, you know, more, you know, more difficulty trying to get the things that you want, you know, whether that's the house, whether that's the car, whether it's a, you know, even a job, you know, mm-hmm. it's certain, it's certain places that probably still look at your credit score in order to, to let you know, are you, are you healthy enough, financially healthy enough to even work with us? Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a, uh, it takes, it takes a, you know, it really takes a person wanting to really receive that um, to, to get that help and to be helped. Mm. Cause they have to, so they, really got to warn them before they even seek help from someone else. Right. Cause that another, I think another big part of that is identifying that you don't know the answer. Right. Which right. is tough for a lot of people. You know, it's tough for someone to, you know, humble themselves and say, Hey, I don't know the answer. I'm going to seek it. Right. And then because yeah. it, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right. You know, I know, and I address this with a lot of my friends, a lot of times is you have to be careful because even though people always offer you advice, it's, it's a scary world, right? Like everyone telling you advice isn't telling you the right advice, right? I hear a lot of people all the time who've been given advice about things when it comes to personal finance. And they're like, I can literally pull the documentation and say, that's incorrect. You know what I'm saying? Like, but right now that, that burns people, which is like on a two, two um, it's kind of double edged. Like I said, you know, if you're getting burnt by these people, you're going to be, eh, you're not going to really want to seek stuff. And where do people going to go? Right. They're going to go where they trust, which is, typically family and friends right but mm-hmm. that's another issue because if you're taking advice from family or friends that also has a jacked up financial situation where where are you really going you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. a person right. that is telling you hey you should do this and they haven't done it mm-hmm. it's not gonna really help you much you know that's that's real that's real and you know what and, and that's and that's another thing too that that trust is a huge a huge thing as it relates to getting help. You know, obviously you want to go to somebody that that you can trust to help you, you know, make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. But another big thing is, you know, a lot of people don't trust themselves. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you went down this whole path of making so many wrong decisions, it's going to be really tough for you to trust yourself into making the right decision or even choosing who's this right person that's going to help me or, you know, even deciding on whether or not this is what the, the right um, decision for me to do as far as helping my finances are, just doing what I need to do to, to just be better overall. Um, so, you know, I think that's something else, man, when it comes to some of my work, the things that I do is help people like really trust their decisions. 
really mm -hmm. trust like, you know, what it is that they're doing. Um, a, a big part of that is a lot of folks got to really take a look in the mirror and understand like, you know, this is me. This is, this is my honest, true self without any of the lies that they've been telling themselves or any of the lies that mean, people may have been telling them about who they are. They got to look in the mirror and be like, oh, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I need. This is what I need to do. Um, and you got to recognize all the, all the lies that you may have been telling yourself. And you got to recognize that, yo, I, I've been telling myself these lies. And this is why I'm here today. Yeah. I've been listening to other people. Um, and I've been feeding into that when I haven't necessarily took, the, took that look in the mirror to see really, truly who I am and, and like really what it is that, you know, who is my own authentic self that, and you know, what is that I want here? Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that's a, another big thing as it relates to helping a person really identify um, how to trust themselves is to, for them to like really take a look in the mirror and be honest with themselves on who they are, what it is that they really want, and what it is they really need. No, that's huge. I actually, you know, I, it may have brushed across, but I think that's a huge point is um, a person's ability to be able to trust themselves. You know, I never mm -hmm. really thought about that aspect on a, on a huge scale, but that's huge, right? Because I never thought about the fact that someone may not trust themselves making decisions. And that that only makes that situation even tougher, right? And I, and I feel like that ties a little bit back into what you were saying earlier too, is like, you know, these people who are already in a bad situation see all these other people who are doing so much, right? Or they have so much. And that, and that feeds into, you know, I wanted to ask you about, because this is a new age, right? And there's new stressors out here that, you know, people 30 years ago didn't have to deal with. Right. And one of them right. is social media. I think a lot of people were misguided or misled by things that they that are presented to them in social media. People living, you know, extravagant lifestyles and doing all these things. And a lot of people were like, hey, I, it feeds their instant gratification. Right. Like, hey, or if they're yeah. doing that, I know that I should be doing this, too. Not understanding that a lot of stuff on social media is fake, bro. It is. It's fake. <laughs> it's fake, man. Social media ain't real. Let's just be honest, man. It's a, a, a maybe a one to five percent of what you might see in a person's life. That doesn't encompass any of the struggles and things that it may took them, you know, or what's going on in the background, um, you know, for you to be able to see the things that you're seeing, you know, or what they post. And mm -hmm. I think that's what people got to really understand that a lot of what you're seeing, again, it might it's not a hundred percent accurate. So, do you have you worked with anyone um, specifically or experienced um, anyone who? was dealing with, let's say, per se, financial issues, but they, the issues were kind of made worse by their expectations of themselves based off of what they've seen from other people on things like social media? Uh, most definitely. Um, all the time, actually. All the time. Wow. And I think that, I, I want to say a lot of that comes, um, I mean, the whole comparison thing, you know, when, when a person try to compare their lives to someone else's um, and they think they should be somewhere, um, but they're not recognizing that you know, when they compare their lives with other people thinking that this is where they should be versus actually looking at themselves and like, okay, no, this is, this is where I want. This is where I should be. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, and I'm going to like taking off finance, like person might think I should be married. I should, you know, have kids right now. Mm -hmm. I should, you know, have the car. I should be owning a house. You know, I should have a certain job, um, based off everything that you see and everybody else is doing on social media, but not necessarily taking the time to really think about, you know, what is it that you want? Not what this person wants and what makes them happy. What yeah. is it that makes you happy? It looks like happiness right there, but it's, yeah. you know, is that really happiness? The type of, that's what you really want? Yeah. Are you even, are you going to even be able to sustain what that looks like right mm. there? You know, mm. so it's a, it's a whole lot to kind of go into, you know, what, when a person tends to compare themselves to, to other people, but not necessarily recognizing, you know, what is, do I really want? This looks good. 
but is this only because I haven't identified what really truly makes me happy? So mm-hmm. it kind of goes more back to self. And, you know, social media has been such a, you know, it's been deterring a lot of people from being able to take, again, I, I like going back to this whole look into the mirror uh, analogy, because I think a lot of times it takes a lot of, per- uh, per- people have to be honest with themselves and look in, the, and look in this mirror or look inside themselves to really determine what it is that, that, that you want and what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when we look at social media, yeah, definitely, it makes it difficult for people who haven't necessarily developed that psychological foundation of who they are and that sense of self that makes it difficult, you know, when it comes to, you know, they see seeing these external things or seeing things on social media. You know, that's, that's huge because, you know, me and, and um, my boy, for me, I, I've had a major time, especially since getting out of Marine Corps last year was really taking the time to figure out who Eric was as a person and like, what, what do I like? What do I want? And those questions matter, right? Because when you mm-hmm. could determine, you know, who you are, what you like, what lifestyle you desire, right? Because even though that lifestyle looks extravagant and fun that they're doing, that might not actually suit, like you said, what you actually desire out of life. That might bring you no utility. You get in there and be just as unhappy because it's not actually providing what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and also too is, hey, once you determine the light, like everybody's like, oh, I, I want to be a millionaire. What does that mean? Like what, what aspects of your life are you looking to sustain in order to be a millionaire? You know, because maybe you realize that, hey, I actually only need $8,000 a month to live the life I need. That's a mm-hmm. lot of stress that's removed. It is. It is. Like they say, with more money, more problems. You know, there's more things you got to kind of deal with, more people that's going to be coming to you that you might have to mm-hmm. take care of. Yep. You know, so it's like, what what problems do you want with that million dollars? Are you able yeah. to take on all those issues? If you're a person who already has difficulty dealing with stress, that might 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 not be the life you really want right there. That's that's a that's that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> and then so building more into so I've heard you mention something about relationships a few times, right? So I kind of want to take this now and dive into what you see on the relationship side. Uh, with people right and uh, we can start with dating and build into maybe people who are married right because I do think that there's a a difference in between the two when it comes to um finances right but I think they're both important starting with you know the dating scene like I think there's certain conversations that people should have off rip when it comes to finances no definitely definitely I mean so if we want to just take it all the way back to just dating you know starting Mm -hmm. off like you know I'm saying before you even step on the scene to to find a lady or you know a a lady's looking for a guy I think finance is something to consider you know for yourself to think about like hey what what am I able to financially handle am I able to financially handle going on a date right now is that right (laughs) am am I capable of paying for these things that you know I I feel are, are you know are acceptable what I should be doing um or should I be having this conversation with the person I'm looking to date on what that looks like as far as, you know, going out and, and, and what spending looks like. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, as society and what we might see on social media and different things, everybody has their own, you know, idea of what, what, you know, what you should bring to the table financially, you know, yeah. whether that's 50, 50, we go half on the date, whether a man should be covering the the whole date or, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case is, how, you know, 70, eight, eight, somewhere I just heard 80, 80, 20. I think that was Steve Hardy that mentioned that, you know, recently. Mm. Um, I was listening to him as it relates to what a man should cover uh, versus, a woman, versus a woman. But re- reality of it is, is you gotta, you know, for one, know what you're willing to do for yourself. And, you know, you could possibly talk, you know, communication is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Communicate with, with your partner who you potentially date on, on what that might look like. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing is really just communication. Um, as far as like, what's the expectation as far as financials, finances go when moving forward to kind of date. And if that's something that you're looking to, 
you know, kind of grow, grow with somebody. Um, but even before then, man, I keep saying this because it always goes back to self is you being honest with yourself on what you have mm-hmm. and what you can contribute, you know? So, so do you think there's a tie between, so it, all these things, like you said, keep tying back, but for instance, like pride, especially on the man side, right? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like for a lot of men out here, it would be very difficult to sit down with a young lady they're interested in and say, Hey, look, I desire to, you know, take you to these nice places and do these nice things. However, you know, I'm mm-hmm. on a budget right now and I'm trying to get these things together. I can't do that right now. Would it be okay if instead we went here or did this, or, you know, I made you dinner instead of going to, you know, this fancy place, something like that, which is, but I think that would be hard. Cause that has, you have to yeah. almost show that like, Hey, look, I'm not where I want to be, but like, Right. You know, it also shows like you're one year honest too. like, hey, I'm I have a goal and I'm not willing to forsake that for anything. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like how do you feel about that conversation and how likely that is to happen and the stressors that go, especially with us as men, you know, being right. able to be that vulnerable and have that conversation with with a woman. I don't you know, I've always been pretty good with my money, you know, but I I don't know if, you know, three years ago I would have had that conversation. I got you. I got you. Same with me. I'll be honest, man. But to be real, I feel like we need to to make that much more acceptable. We need to make that much more acceptable for men to really communicate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not just men, even women, too. I think we got to yeah. really start being honest and have those honest conversations that could eliminate so many more issues, so, so, so many issues. If we could just be honest with ourselves and be able to have those honest conversations about what we can, and what we can't do and, you know, be honest about what we would like to do. Um, you know, and I think, you know, it's up to, uh, the, you know, the other person to determine whether or not they want to proceed with, you know, dating or not. Mm-hmm. But I think that lets you know whether or not if this person is real or not, you know, if this person's a conditional type of person or their type of person that, you know, is really the right person. You know, yeah. if, if you're going to I'm telling you where I'm at and where I want to be, but you're not receptive or you're not OK with it, then OK, cool, man. I, I was honest. And you know what? Listen, I'm, I'm not I'm not with somebody that's probably using me for my money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a, so, that's a major headache going. Exactly. So you probably eliminate a, a huge stressor by just being honest with yourself and then not feeling like you had to uphold something when you, you probably wasn't in that position to necessarily, you know, do that. So I yeah. think that's a, a big thing, man. I think, you know, we got to normalize having that type of conversation, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then just, you know, again, being able to make that something that that's that's the norm. It's tough, though, again, when we have social media, when we have people telling us that, you know, you got to have a you know, certain amount of money or you be, you got to be able to do this, you know, for, for, for the woman or you can't if you don't if you can't bring no money to the table, then you probably shouldn't even be exploring what the dating scene looks like. But Ooh. that honest conversation, bro, and I, we can talk about that one, too. Ooh, yeah, I need you might go ahead and just <laughs> tee that up. <laughs> we can talk about that one, too. But um, nah, man, that, that honest conversation really lets you know, man, who's who might be that right person for you. And again, eliminate a lot of stress. Yeah, I, th- I think. I think that's important. So hopefully, you know, people hear that because I I do too, right? I want people, because I see a lot of men who, one, like I most of my clients are women, right? Because I mean, I think statistically, women are more willing to get their finances in order to do what they need to do. Because for one, they don't necessarily, if they find someone who has the answer, women are, for the most part, they're going to ask the questions and get what they need. It's sure. us that create our own problems. You know, it's like, hey, I I don't yeah. need to ask him for help. You know, I can figure it out on my own. You know, I, I'll do this. I got out, got it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? That's the, but like, mm-hmm. I remember one time I had to sit down. I had to sit down with myself because I was in the same thing. I, oh, I got it out. I'll get it. You know, I'll figure it out. I don't need no help. And it was almost, it was like, why? Like I could just, yeah. I could take away half of this stress by just asking someone that already knows the answers. 
Mm. That's facts. That's big facts, man. Because majority of the stress goes from not knowing on, but like I knew people that had the answers. I caused my own stress by just being too proud to just say, hey, bro, can you help me? Hey, mm -hmm. sis, can you help me? And once I learned how to how to do that and ask for help and not feel like I was less than for asking for help, it changed everything. Mm -hmm. and, and that's something else we have to normalize. We have to normalize being able to, especially for men, to, to ask yeah. for help. You know, get yeah. comfortable asking for help. You know, we don't have to do things on our own. Um, but, you know, we, we look at, and, and this may be just, uh, I guess uh, uh, when a man has his finances together, if that's linked to masculinity and a person feels less masculine because they don't, or they feel like they got to ask for help. You know, I think we got to just for one, let's, let's eliminate that. Let's take that out off the, off the plate. And, and let's say, man, for one, being able to hide in these things, man, and dealing with these feelings of not having enough, you know, not getting the help you need and not having the answers, man, we got to be able to, we got to take, we got to eliminate that, you know, man, we got to yeah. make normalize it again. Where, where we can actually vocalize like, yo, when we there's something going wrong and, you know, we need to help. Sim as we talk about finance, but it's even for mental health. You know, we got to like eliminate that stigma, you mm -hmm. know, that, that that's associated with both. That was and tough for me. Yeah. I think it's a stigma. It's the stigma that's attached to it that we just really got to eliminate. But that stigma, stigma is what's keeping so many people stuck in place mm -hmm. and not getting the help they need. And they're just repeating that cycle. Ah, the, the repeating the cycle. So, you know, we're about to go now. You brought it up. <laughs> expectations let's just say expectations i want you to dive into that a little bit more and how that affects the mental because i think we've all experienced that to some point at some point in our life especially now uh, at our age like so i definitely would like you to dive into that a little bit more um so that we can kind of talk through and people can see you know your perception on it uh with your with your profession i got you i got you so expectations I mean, expectations can come from, from many different places. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it can start off coming from your family, you know, your parents, you know, when you, when you, you know, of course, being raised, having to make a certain, you know, being, you know, doing well in school, uh, doing well in sports, if you were an athlete, um, you know, certain expectations show up in a certain way on the field, um, expectations and friendships, expectations and relationships, um, expectations that you put on yourself, you know, and, you know, I'm gonna talk about self in a second, but there's a lot of external expectations that we try to live up to society mm -hmm. expectations, the things that we see and we feel like we should be doing. And some of these expectations are, you know, while some are, you know, norm, normal, okay. These are things that we probably should be doing. Some are, um, are things that we are, are additional stress that we are um, attaching ourselves to that we don't have to attach ourselves to. Mm. Um, and this kind of goes back to self now. Who, who are you really, man? Um, like, what is it that you really like? What is it that you really want? And are you taking on additional expectations that are not conducive to who really who you are? Um, so when we talk about additional stress here, man, I want to say that a lot of times, um, uh, some trying to live up to certain expectations um, can make it difficult for a person to, um, you know, it, it can just really make it difficult for a person. Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to say, as we talk about expectation, it really all depends, man. It really all depends. So let's, let's dive a little bit deeper yeah. into it and talk about in regards to, especially dating, right? So okay. you mentioned, you know, like expectations for a man to have this much money or to do this much. And if you, you know, if you can't buy me this, then don't expect to come here. Like you said, or if, you know, you don't make this much, you shouldn't even be in the dating scene. Like let's talk about the pressure that that is the reality of it. And, um, you know, solutions to move forward. I got you. I got you. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely those expectations, you know, within dating as far as finances. Um, so the, for one is to realize that 
you don't have to live up to all of those expectations. You got to do what's true to you and, and be honest with yourself when it comes to these things. Um, and kind of going back to what we initially said is having that, being able to communicate and, and be honest with yourself and, and the person that you're choosing to date as where you are with your finances. Um, another thing is to be honest with yourself on, do you feel comfortable enough going out with this amount of money versus, you know, wanting to have this, you know, and that's totally up to you to decide on what you feel comfortable with and what's going to make you happiest. If you feel like um, you still want to date and, you know, you, you probably only got $10 in your pocket, then figure out how you can make that happen. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's possible. It might not be, you know, it, it can still be an enjoyable experience, but it's all about, you know what I'm saying, you being honest with yourself on what it is that you can do with that $10. I know $10 ain't a lot in today's society at all, but if you're really looking to date and you find a woman that's willing to date you with the $10, then, hey, by all means, by all means communicate, be honest, and make that happen. But at the same time, if you know that's something that you're not going to be comfortable with and you know within yourself there's more things that you want to do, then you got to be honest with yourself. There's mm -hmm. There may be some more things I really need to do or focus on before I can really put my my energy and attention into, into dating or what that looks like. You know, I think when it comes to dating, you definitely want to be um, you definitely want to be able to uh, be present in that process. If you really want to be able to give your all and you really want to you know, re receive what you want, you know, from that, you know, from that process as well, as far as dating. Um, so I think a big part of that is if you know that you're not going to be able to be really be present and do those things that you would like to do, then maybe you might want to take a step back and just kind of reevaluate where you are financially, do what's necessary so you can be comfortable when you step out there in the dating scene. Yeah. So <clears throat> with that, so, and then, so with, with, with dating and, you know, men's and these expectations, you know, we talk about, you know, the effect of communication. Um, I know personally, I've spoke with a lot of guys that, unfortunately you know whether it's seeing posts about like we talked about hey if you can't afford this don't try to holler at me this and that and all of this verbiage around hey as a man you need to make this much to present yourself which brings in a couple of things right like it one it shows like hey respect is tied to your dollar your dollar amount right or to your bank account and two unfortunately i speak with a lot of men on a regular basis that feel less than because they mm -hmm. hear these things like why well, they evaluate hey i can't i can't provide anyone a birkin bag i can't i can't afford to put you in a six hundred thousand dollar house you know i mm -hmm. i can't put you in a lexus and just let you push it for free like i can't afford that and they feel less than which is tough right because that's a that's a tough situation to be in when you know you're actively building and trying to be able to provide something for people other than you at some point of family right but yeah. all the time you feel less than I think I feel like that would cause a lot of insecurity and you probably see it a lot with men too. a lot of insecurities that develop from not being able to reach that standard that's constantly prevented day in and day out on these social media platforms. Right, right. And again, that's a difficult thing that you know, we do deal with in today in today's time with social media. And then of course, seeing these messages saying that if you don't have this, or you can afford this, you probably shouldn't be talking to me. But at the same time, I want to say that might be a clear indicator that maybe maybe you probably shouldn't be talking to that person if that's what focus on. If that if that's what they're looking for versus love or other, all the other things that a person could bring to the table, then maybe that's probably not the the person that you probably want to you know be trying to um you know get with. Try to like meet that person's expectation. And I want to say like I think that's a uh, it's like a it's like news, man. We don't watch yeah. all the news channels. It's like maybe that's a person we're just you know maybe either mute or cut out because obviously they're they're not they're not helping you with, with your situation. Now it's one thing that if you want to if that's what you want to do if you want to be able to afford these things, that, cool man, it's totally up to you. Yeah. But if like that's an expectation that you have to do that to to date or to be with a certain person, not necessarily, man. I think that's where it becomes more. And we're talking about attachments. That's an unhealthy attachment to something 
unhealthy attachment to an expectation that you don't have to attach yourself to. Mm, I like I like the way you put that. I like that. So talking about social media and the dating scene, right? So now I want to jump into because just from, you know, we see it, we're both very into music, right? Me and a lot of my friends are very into music. And one of the things we can see is social media and all these things are very tied to our culture, right? So I want to ask you, how does the culture affect how we view money in ourselves? Oh, man. Uh, it's a lot of... So, I mean, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we're hearing a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, in some of the music that we listen to that, you know, we're making the money, we'll be getting all the girls, like you get the money, you do all the, you live this, this, this carefree life. Mm -hmm. um, so I do want to say, man, a lot of times the messages that we're hearing in the music and some of the things that we see is not necessarily reality, you know, it's, yeah. it's glamorized. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we have to, you know, as a culture, it's also our duty to be able to be honest with ourselves too and, and separate what's being glamorized and, and what we're doing for a good time and what's enjoyable to what's reality. Mm. Um, so, you know, on social media and what we're seeing, obviously it, it looks good. It, it sounds good. We listen to this, but in actuality, you know, we don't know all the struggles that these, these artists and like these people that saying this is going through in the background. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I can think of many different artists who, you know, they, they glamorize these lifestyles, but man, end up dead, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, weeks later, man, or end up shot and killed for, for whatever reason, because, you know, they put this out in the culture and now, you know, you have people where there's jealousy, where there's envy mm -hmm. and all these other emotions and things that kind of come out, you know, that, that we don't always talk about because um, you, you glamorize a certain reality or glamorize something that probably wasn't hundred percent, you know, you know, real, or it might be real to you, but not for the hundred, the, the masses of everybody that's within the culture. Mm -hmm. But um, I think another big thing about that is, you know, that, that's why, you know, we have people like you, we have people like myself, where we are able to kind of educate and, and talk with people that look like us and talk to people within our culture. To let them know the, the reality of like, this is, this is, you know, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, this is what's yeah. going on. You know, if, if you want this, this is how you get there. Now, do you sure, are you sure that this is what you want? Because these are the problems that's going to come with that. Mm -hmm. Um. So, you know, we, we gotta, I mean, I think, you know, there's definitely space for all of these things. I think with the music we listen to in the TV and the shows and stuff that we watch, it's entertainment. And sometimes we gotta be able to separate what's entertainment from what's reality. That's huge. And I think that's, and I think that's another big thing too, man. And, you know, we gotta continue to have spaces like this where we can, you know, talk about the realness of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And as long as we keep doing this and keep putting this out there, um, I think, you know, we, we'll be able to continue to continue to like, you know, rise above, you know, what's, what's real and what's fake. Hey, some, 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 some gems you dropped today, my brother. That's, um, I, one, I want to thank you again for coming to the show and, you know, really helping enlighten, um, the, the mental side or the mental aspect of, of finances when it comes to, to, to us as a people, you know, I think this is, these are conversations, like you said, that need to be had. And that's exactly why I wanted to create this show is to have these conversations that I know everybody's thinking, but no one's saying, right. You know, it's easy to get on here and just teach people, Hey, you know, this is how 401k works. This is a different difference between, you know, a Roth IRA and a regular IRA. Like, yeah, that's, everyone does that. I want to talk about real stuff, right. Which goes back into, you know, how I introduced the show, but overall, you know, before we get out of here, is there anything else that you would like to, um, push to you know the audience that's listening one being you know all of your info because uh, you know once again I will push that um D'Angelo is also into business as well and he has a lot of things that are going on so I'd love for you to you know promote yourself so put your stuff out here you know let them let them know your Instagram if you got YouTube TikTok mm -hmm. whatever it is put it out <laughs> there so people can you know check you out and follow you and start listening to some of the messaging you're putting out as well 
no doubt, no doubt. So if you're looking to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, Taylor Famous Q. That's my handle. Um, you can check out my practice page. It's Soundtrack to Life LLC. Um, I typically post a lot of different tips on mental health, on wellness. I'm also a wellness coach. Um, I started a, um, uh, um, I have a, uh, I guess you say wellness group in, in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia area called the DMV wellness group. You know, we actually host a, a weekly event called a, a virtual walk and talk where we bring up different mental health, wellness and, and motivational topics um, where people wow. tune in, tap in 7 a.m. in the morning, every Wednesday. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a good break within a week, but it, like I said, it's definitely a lot of good gems and a lot of good information um, that share within those, within those group meetings. On top of that, you know, we curate a lot of different um, um, wellness events, you know, whether that's wellness meetups, whether that's, um, you know, probably doing something as far as like a cycle bar, everyone riding bikes, um, you know, yoga class, oh, um, wow. meditations, um, you know, fitness class, fitness groups. We do a lot of different things as it relates to mental health and wellness. So if that's something anybody's interested in tapping in, you know, please reach out to me for that as well. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm also a music producer. You know, I, I make beats. I just recently dropped a project called Beat Therapy 3. That's actually the, the third the third part of my, my Beat Therapy series mm. um, that I've dropped here. I dropped that early, back early January. Um, so if you're interested in any music, any any beats, you know, you can definitely connect with me on that. Again, you can follow me at Taylor Famous Q. That's my handle. Um, other than that, if, you, if there's any um, mental health topics or anything mental health related that you're interested in, feel free to reach out to me. If you're looking for a therapist and you need help trying to find exactly um, what direction to take with that, you can also reach out to me for that. I don't mind helping people, you know, um, navigate what that looks like. Hey, that's that's amazing. You know, lifting as we climb, you know what I'm saying? Hey, yes, sir. Um, so one question I do have, because I'm pretty sure someone else is going to have the question. So this group that you have, you know, it's, it's DMV based. Can anyone from anywhere join that group? Yes, anyone from anywhere can join it. It's virtual, you know, okay. so when we do walk and talk, it's all virtual. Um, we meet on, you know, via Google Meet. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned, as of right now, it is DMV based. So a lot of activities right now are in the DMV, but we are looking to expand out in many different areas. I know right now I'm currently in North Carolina. So this is something that we'll probably be doing as far as different events that will be coming out that you'll see pop up as far as the North Carolina area. So, you know, we'll be expanding out this way. So definitely look out for some of the events that will be coming here in North Carolina. Hey, in the smoker will support. Yes, sir. And no, I really do appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. Please subscribe to the finance, bro, and the listener service that you're using today. Leave us a review and purchase my book, The Ender Smoker Mindset, at www.endersmoker.com. There you can also find my budgeting course that for a limited time is also 25% off. So if you check that out, this course will walk you through how to create an effective budget to get your finances in order and be your first step to getting where you need to be. On my site, you can also find my financial coaching services as well as my credit repair services. So if you need anything or if you just want to get on the phone and have a consultation to see where you should go or direction or a rudder steer, please give me a call. We can set up a consultation and we get you where you need to be. All right, let's get in the smoke.